Hi everyone, I'm Shruti Kamat, your podcast host. Welcome to Stories of Infosec Journeys podcast. In case you're new here, I highly recommend you listen to the introduction episode. And to others, welcome back. Today's episode is going to be an interesting one. We have a very special guest with us. I met him at my first Null Bangalore meet in 2013. He was one of my mentors when I started out in the infosec industry, who played an important role in the initial years of my career. Under his guidance, Apurva and I started Infosec Girls. He is an accomplished security professional with over 20 years of experience of providing specialist application and infrastructure advice at the highest levels to companies, governments, and organizations around the world. He started AppSecO in 2016. professional services company where i work with him we offer pentas services to world's leading brands now he has started cloudl for building a saas based cloud security product he is a published author of two books burps with essentials and security automation using ansible you can find them on amazon he has been conference speaker and a trainer at nullcon black hat us all day devops devops enterprise summit and oasp He started the Null chapter of Bangalore in 2010 and has also been a chapter leader at OAS Bangalore. Please join me in welcoming Akash Mahajan to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast Akash. Thank you so much Shruti. <laughs> that was a nice introduction. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So, uh, I'm going to ask you uh, to introduce yourself in your own words to our listeners. Oh, okay. Uh, it's uh, tough to follow uh, that, but uh, my name is Akash uh, I've been doing security for I don't know almost twenty years, and uh, currently you know, I'm focused on cloud security and solving that at scale for customers. And other interest areas are obviously applications and you know building teams and communities who can solve it at scale. I enjoy the whole uh, transformation from where we had you know servers treated as pets to the way the new way, which is like. you know everything is uh, immutable everything can be uh, you know created from code uh, infra as code policy as code these are things that, that you know interest me uh, right now and i'm so glad to be here thank you so much for having me shruti thank you so much uh, akash i'm really excited uh, about this episode uh, so i do know your uh, journey uh, recently you told us about it uh, but uh, you know i want you to share it with our listeners like what introduced you to infosec industry and what has been your journey like so far okay <laughs> so uh, what introduced me to um, infosec at the beginning was something called uh, prenode it's it used to be an irc um, server i'm pretty sure your listeners are very young and they don't know what irc is but irc is internet related <laughs> and this is like an old world way of uh, you know uh, social media or or staying in touch with people so i was doing this I joined a company to build a web app for them, and I was tasked by the task to do that uh, using. Uh, I picked up PHP and MySQL. This is 2002, I guess. I did not really know a lot of PHP. I knew I had done Java programming before that, so I was like, okay, where do I go learn? And someone said, go to IRC. There's a channel uh, on Freenode for learning PHP. Started doing that. I'm a curious person, and then then I discovered that. Uh, there were other channels apart from you know programming channels and these channels some of them were <laughs> highly illegal were talking about uh, exchanging and trading credit card info accounts and whatever right and the interesting thing for me was like how how do people get access to all this data and that's where it started and uh, 
luckily i had always been uh, you know interested in uh, uh, linux and the open source communities around that and i was already using linux as my uh, desktop os for a few years so familiar with the concept of servers and uh, you know configuration and misconfigurations so it did not take me long to figure out that there can be bugs in applications there can be bugs at the network layer there can be bugs in the configuration of the software servers and the services and that's what's misused that's how i started but uh, to be honest it was not really something that was going to be a career for me i came to bangalore i was uh, studying and uh, i was then i started doing and contributing to Uh, the gnome project their accessibility uh, team for indian language computing so my job was to kind of do text to speech for hindi uh, on gnome and you know using java and korba uh, which is again nobody has heard of korba i'm pretty sure now but uh, while doing that uh, i was very new to the city i did not have a decent internet connection at home which meant that all my internet all my email was only possible when i was in office and then we had an internet outage at office and that went on for a week and i was like not happy about that and i started asking around hey what's wrong why is this why is the internet down got to know that apparently some kind of a bot or malware has come into the network and people clean up the machines and it keeps reinfecting them uh, and obviously it did not impact linux uh, but <laughs> Uh, ironically it was an irc bot but i was very familiar with uh, working with low levels of systems at this point and malware removal i was able to do that in my teams uh, uh, you know windows machines and then my project manager uh, you know amazing guy uh, told me that hey akash i think why don't you go tell the it team this is how to remove it and you know make sure it doesn't come back so i was like okay i went and did that and after a day or two they were able to clean everything and this when uh, my <laughs> Uh, project manager had a talk with me and he was like akash i think i have never seen you so excited about doing something at work till now so you may want to really reevaluate if you want to continue doing uh, you know programming or do you want to think of a career in security and uh, that is when i was like okay i think uh, i have found my calling and that's where i started i worked for a product company for uh, almost 3 years doing bunch of python stuff a bunch of uh, endpoint security stuff and uh, ended up doing writing snort signatures for malware and uh, exploit codes i would find online so that these signatures could be contributed to uh, uh, you know an open source group called the emerging threats group and uh, while doing this i learned a lot of automation on how to automatically patch windows machines or remove patches from the command line working with the vmware uh you know apis and all that right which is the kind of stuff that i do now as well that's the start shruti you want the full thing it's going to take like hours no no i think this should do i mean do you want to do like a quick overview of what the journey has been so far like yeah, so, not into too much details yes in 2008 uh, there was a massive recession in the world especially in the us so uh, suddenly mm-hmm. there were not many infosec jobs and uh, i used to hang around with a lot of people in bangalore who were into entrepreneurship so i was like you know what i think i'm going to try and being an entrepreneur i'm going to try and be a freelancer doing security and when i looked out around uh, you know at the current at that time the market marketplace i realized that uh, nobody had a job for someone who could write exploits or write snort signatures a lot of people needed application security help so i started uh, doing that i called myself that application security guy uh, and it was like a joke but uh, 
something that will you know uh, help me with recall with people started doing yeah. uh, work with bunch of companies and uh, fortunately that i was in bangalore and the fact that i was working with some of the smaller startups they were more adventurous and they were already using the cloud even if not fully they were using s3 uh, aws s3 for storage that's when i got my first uh, exposure to that and i realized that this is going to be a massive massive thing and you know world is going to come around this this is around 2010 2011 around the same time when i realized that if i want to keep up with the industry i can't just work with customers who are new to security i need a community of people around and luckily twitter came to my rescue where i actually i was ranting about that hey there is bike how come there is no community for security people to hang around and asim uh, who had started nal pune along with mortuja in 2009 uh, replied to my tweet saying that hey we have something in pune we want to start something in bangalore are you interested in like talking about it and that's where nal started and that's i think where i met shruti and bunch of people who work with <laughs> along with me now while doing all that uh, got into cloud security trainings and all and uh, while consulting with a company helping companies with incident response i kind of theorized that most applications will basically be in the cloud in the coming decade and even if they are network related things could be a network device they will all be managed by applications and apis right because i could see that was that was shift was going to happen and happening which is why in 2015 2014 we kind of got together with my co-founder well and we decided that uh, let's do a specialist application security pen testing company where we will only focus on pen testing applications and uh, especially if they are hosted in the cloud and we'll specialize in that right and that's where that's what we do at apseco currently while doing that uh, one of the things that we realized uh, over, over and over again we were finding people that they were writing great secure apps but their configuration issues caused problems and uh, initially we thought that let's solve this problem by you know uh, doing ansible playbooks and whatever that's when i kind of got interested in security automation in ansible but the world has moved really fast and quickly now we have infra as code like a mainstream thing but the adoption of cloud especially after uh, covid shock has been uh, in you know insane which meant that we realized that it's not enough to offer guidance after the fact we need to uh, proactively build a product which will provide uh, you know visibility to what people are running in their cloud will be able to test for data security uh, configurations minute by minute continuously and also prepare them for the worst case you know a security incident and that's what i'm trying to do at cloud so in short that's uh, from where we were um, this is where we are yeah thank you so much uh, for sharing that akash that's been a very interesting uh, journey i must say all right so uh, i know you have mentored me and many other folks out there in the community so i'm just actually curious to know that uh, have you had mentors uh, while you were on this journey and uh, what is your advice to people seeking out mentors uh yes to the first question i've had many mentors because um, you know i love uh, talking to people when i have a problem statement uh, or even can't articulate the problem uh, statement right uh, obviously the first uh, mentor that may has shaped my career in life is uh, raman sir my project manager who basically said that hey you're not interested in java programming go do something else yeah, right uh, it may seem like a uh, you know Uh, odd thing but uh, that him saying that was really really uh, key to me uh, realizing it okay and i think that's the, that's the beauty of a mentor they're able to articulate things in a way that you can't in your head and um, you know help you get on along and you know go along Why, from there i've had mentors in so many areas right um, i learned uh, what what it means to care for and have a community 
from uh, Asim and Murtaja, right? And later Antariksh, uh, uh, Ajit. All these are null folks, right? The founders are null, the initial signatories. Because of the way they approach how people should be cared for in an industry which is emerging, which can have risk, uh, they can have stigma. People can be like, hey, you're a hacker. Oh my God. Uh, stuff like that, right? So uh, that I, I have had mentors uh, like uh, my friend Keshav, who kind of gave me a perspective and framework on what business means what you know entrepreneurship means uh, people like kiran uh, i call him jace uh, you may have heard of him as kiran jolagada of hasbi yes who <laughs> taught me that you know what what it means to be really good at tech and solve problems uh, social problems around tech i learned a lot and expanded my horizon um, uh, being with uh, Zainab, who uh, you know is married to Kiran, and uh, she uh, was a so- social activist, and you know did a bunch of things. I used to hang around with uh, my friend Ashish, who runs a design studio. Uh, it's a very different way to look at the world, right? Both of us have very different perspectives, and uh, mm-hmm. it's very refreshing. And then Minal, uh, who was my flatmate for some time, he is the CTO of a, a very cool IoT security company now called Ocam. From him, I really learned that you can basically think of automating everything as long as you, you know, think like a programmer and think of everything as building blocks. I saw him automate things and, you know, reduce toil even before all those were like uh, buzzwords. Uh, I got mentored by Gwilym. Uh, who was, you know, I used to consult with at a different company before he became a co-founder. Uh, Smita, his partner, she was always there. Uh, she was the Indian partner and uh, she was the one who kind of hired me to be a consultant with them, right? And there are so many people I've forgotten, right? Uh, Basu from Nal, Riaz. So for me, you know, Omer, Abhishek, these people met Shubham in the later years. Amol, I really respect Amol's opinion. He has a very, very good way of looking at things on large-scale information security problems. Nilu, uh, in our team, you know, people from like Madhu, from Madhu, I learned uh, how to use video to learn. Before that was just like an unknown thing for me. And then I saw him do it and it was like amazing, right? Yeah. And uh, for me, mentor doesn't have to be like a senior person, doesn't have to have more experience. It's just that they have a different take on things mm-hmm. and they are willing to share that take, right? So I've had many friends from a non-security background also who have taught me many things, right? And right now I can't recall. But uh, for me, mentorship is just a habit. It comes from uh, talking to people, understanding what they're saying and you know really getting to how they are solving problems there is Vinayak he was when I heard of him he was supposed to be like a senior senior person who nobody can talk to or whatever but he's an amazing guy uh, when he moved to Bangalore with his family and a you know a, I think a two-year-old they stayed with us for a few times so that child loves coming to our house Varun and uh, he's kind of like an elder brother to my son so again you know now earlier he was teaching me about databases and you know big data and now he kind of tells me about <laughs> what being a father is so uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> right. And yeah. I think the second part of the question was around um, what's your and advice what? for people seeking out mentors? Yes, yes, that's right. I think the primary thing is to ask. You yeah. will get a variety of answers in different uh, ways. Some will be polite, some will be rude, some will be, uh, you know, you will find them to be curt. Uh, they could be just to the point. Understand that maybe the question that you're asking is not really articulating the problem statement, or maybe it's not the right person. In, uh, you know, they don't really have the answer and they are not able to articulate that uh, 
both of these should not dissuade you from asking you should keep asking me that's a that should be a habit uh, it should be like a framework that you are willing to ask with nothing in you know not expecting nothing to give in return and that's what a mentor is right they share information yeah. with you they're not expecting something back in the return it's a, otherwise it's a business transaction right yeah. so this ability to ask and get better at asking is important keeping in mind uh, you know that you understand their time and you know what respect their time and effort right so um, sunesh who works with us closely right ashuti he generally had reached out to me on i think linkedin or on 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 email asking me that hey i want to learn web application security what do i do it how do i do it right so i shared my core post with him i gave him a bunch of things to do i gave him like a project to do this is where most people don't really follow through i usually check up on anyone who's asking for mentorship who's asking something you know i check up in a month or two months or three months at hey how they are doing uh, are you still on track and i have a system where i follow up on emails uh Sunesh is one of the few people who has ever replied and said that, "Hey, oh. sorry, Akash. Yeah, I I did some of the things, but then I my work got busy, so I've not really done it. But thanks for the reminder. I'll get back to doing it. So I I made a note to ask him again in three months, which I did. And this time he had made more progress, but his job was busier, and he was looking for a change. And then when a position opened up for us, I was like, "Hey, Sunesh, are you still looking?" And because I knew this was a person who did the job, was willing to you know engage and be honest about communication uh, and. and um, we were able to get him on board right so i think that's the the other thing when you're seeking out a mentor give an update if people have mentored you right it could just be a one line or saying that hey i'm on it or i'm not able to do it or i didn't understand a word he said <laughs> right but yeah. uh, useful if you do that because you know mentors are also people and they would majority of the people would love your success right when you're successful whatever that success looks like so yep, it's yep. worth doing that does that answer your question yes yes that does that's a very interesting uh, take on uh, seeking mentorship i think uh, okay and yeah i'm sure that has helped a lot of people uh, when they reached out to you uh, i am one of that example so yeah all right I, so you know, I, interestingly i just finished a mentor thing in the morning like uh, i had a chat with someone about they're starting something and need needed some answers so oh okay okay that's good to know all right okay so uh, next thing i want to ask you is uh, what has been your experience experience like of being in a leadership role and you know what's your advice uh, for folks to create a leadership presence on how to create leadership presence uh, for me uh, being in a leadership role is the same as taking on responsibility and fulfilling on the responsibility right and it is it has to be done over and over again and as soon as we become comfortable with one responsibility the question mm-hmm. to ask is what else can i be responsible for and it is implicit that we show up when we take responsibility right so yeah. as a nal bangalore chapter lead i would show up for the meets and then i'd also ask others to be part of you know take responsibility which is why bangalore had so many amazing chapter leads right yeah. and so many people who were like part of the uh, journey uh, it gave us a flavor and all of that right and the yeah. question is how does someone create leadership presence they do it by you know putting up their hand taking on responsibility fulfilling on it and showing up just has to be done over and over again right it's as simple as that Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I think I remember uh, seeing this uh, part where you mentioned about the showing up in one of the null uh, uh, meetings that happened uh, last month in sometime in March, I guess, where you mentioned uh, advice to people was to showing up. And uh, yeah, I think I kind of uh, you know made a conscious effort after that to make sure if I'm attending any meets or anything, uh, it is important that uh, you have to show up. So, yeah, I think it's really good advice and uh, I have tried following it once, you know, I saw that in awesome. Awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep, yep. All right. Okay. So now I'm curious to know that, you know, uh, what has your experience been of running two infosec companies and what has been your learnings from it? Got it. So uh, the experience is amazing, right? Because uh, as I said from the previous question, it was great. I was a freelancer. I had a certain responsibility. It was amazing when I uh, started the first company that I had enhanced responsibility, right? I was responsible not only for my work, but to work for the people working with us in the team and uh, responsibility around uh, making sure they have a great career, you know, making sure that they were growing professionally and, you know, they were building their brand. And that has continued with, the, you know, Cloudal, where again, we are like, we will do a great job and the people who will come along with us will do a great job. They will have a great um, time I'm doing this solving tough problems and uh, they you know it's all about uh, community what i really know well is to how to run communities and for me running a company is very very similar there are some you know legal aspects to running a company and stuff there's some overhead there but generally the structure and the way we encourage people to take on more things or try out uh, blogging or expressing themselves in the area of their choice, right, is uh, just like a community. We want them to show up. We want them to take responsibility. We want them to kind of remind them that, hey, come on, do this. Uh, we are there for you. Embrace failure. It's all the same, right? So my experience has been amazing and it's not stressful that there are two companies involved, whereas earlier it was one, because the big thing I believe in and I follow is, uh, you know, being careful, especially during COVID times, we've managed to not only, uh, you know, continue our operations for AppSecCo, we have managed to start, kickstart in all the right earners for Cloudal during a global pandemic. We haven't met each other in like, I don't know, a year and a half now, or maybe a year, two months, but it hasn't really felt like that we've been away. We've all been there for each other, right? Yep. So being thankful, gratitude is I get to experience. This opportunity only comes because I'm part of something challenging majority of the times right uh, where the stress comes in or what people are trying to do is because there's a disconnect with what they do and what the results they want right i am a big believer of this uh, framework of walking backwards i just want to like try and see what the final result looks like and then walk backwards to the point where i'm starting to see what are the steps actually required and not do anything else right and uh, when you do walking backwards as a way to uh, solve problems you don't get the most perfect outcome but what you get is a real outcome which everyone else can see discuss give feedback on and then now you're like okay there are some gaps there are things that can improve we can we can choose to work on them now right so yeah. this is just the you know this is the philosophy of incremental improvement that i keep talking about yep. and i always am a big believer of i don't know if you remember the poster we had the three uh, circles with the venn diagram that let's yes. get it done let's to love what we do and you know big thinkers i'm a big believer of that if someone is not enjoying something they're doing that just see, means that we have to figure out how to solve that because a good symptom of not doing great work is when you're not enjoying it we are highly, you know, unlikely to do that. So if we love what we do, we keep doing that. And uh, we don't do the stuff that is, you know, boring or mundane and we kind of automate it or we, you know, give it to someone else who will enjoy doing it. Right? These are some of the things that I think about when I think of that how to run company. Uh, it's not very complicated, right? It may seem like there are too many things at play here. It's very simplistic that I want to enjoy what I do every day I wake up. I want to, uh, I want my, myself and uh, the company and the people to feel a sense of community. 
community where everyone supports each other we are all you know vying and uh, cheering each other for success we are thankful for each other that we are healthy we are able to work and then when we have to solve a certain problem how do we walk backwards from where we were to solving it right and yeah. all of this wrapped up in what i call the culture of excellence where i'm like we want to be excellent we're not there yet so what do we need to do today to be there right this higher longer term plan or it's not a plan really it's more like a you know a, a vision and a mission allows us to identify very quickly when we are being less than excellent when we are being mediocre right and we don't want to stick, get stuck there because then it's no fun there's no gratitude it's just like people struggling yeah, does that yeah. give an answer yes yes that does and you know what I could actually relate to whatever you said about uh, what is important as part of uh, running a company uh, because uh, like I have always told you earlier as well right it has been a different experience of working at AppSeco where uh, you're like looking forward to things always doing something new uh, and not always in your comfort zone trying things out of your comfort zone so yeah I kind of agree whatever with whatever you have to say here awesome that's like a testimonial for me thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah all right okay uh, so I-, I want to ask you another question this is like a very interesting one and it's kind of like my favorite now because uh, from the last episode a lot of people said that you know I when I asked this question that uh, this is something they were able to relate to and we're really happy that their personal stories being shared so uh, the question is uh, how do you deal with failures and criticism and what is that you do to bring yourself back on track Mm-hmm. So I deal really well with failure. It's almost like something I, I accept as part of, you know, if I'm trying out uh, things which are unreasonable, which are beyond my comfort zone, I am likely to fail, right? Uh, so it's almost like muscle memory that there's going to be failure, but now I know what to do next, right? I don't do that well with criticism, okay? Because uh, for me, criticism is like, okay, why is there a need for criticism and what's causing it? And I really get into a whole uh, a mode of introspection. Mm-hmm. It's really useful. They both have their own uh, use in, you know, how to uh, be in a community or a company, you know, but uh, how do I bring myself back? I basically write down or I have always written down the stuff that is important to me. And then I see if I walk backward from where I'm feeling, uh, reacting to criticism or it emotionally to, you know, any of this, will it help me solve the problem that I'm solving? And that's all I need, right? And again, this comes from uh, a lot of um, uh, practice. This comes from being a place of what is important for me. And uh, if I have figured out that reacting to failure is not important, learning from failure is important, then, you know, eventually I may be moping or sulking for a bit, but within a few minutes or a few hours, I get back on track. Mm. When it's about criticism, I really try to understand like what could be the reason or the trigger. In most cases, it's, I have figured out it usually boils down to communication, right? So if it is about communication, whether I believe that it was my lack of communication or the other side doesn't matter. Uh, I typically, you know, feel that I will take responsibility for the communication and uh, apologize and start again right in some cases the criticism makes no sense uh, i i got some of it when i was uh, writing the books i have gotten it for uh, you know presenting at some places and uh, like giving talks where i was sharing my opinion and even uh, you know uh, i i used to do a lot of training right and sometimes the uh, criticism just did not make any sense so in some cases i was like yeah you know what basically what i found is someone did not agree with my opinion or the way it 
shared and they have every right to you know air their opinion but it doesn't really mean much because it's unlikely that i'll you know suddenly change into a different person <laughs> right so uh, that's how i deal with it and that's how i get back on track but just uh, by putting down what's important oh uh, okay okay oh yeah i think that's really cool um, maybe i want to try starting that too <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so yeah uh next thing i want to understand is uh, i mean i am aware of these things but uh, just for the benefit of our listeners uh, like what is that you're currently working on and uh, any specific work of yours you want to share uh, yeah so uh, on personal front i'm actually uh, trying to write a newsletter and uh, get subscribers so uh, i have written like some 10 12 uh, newsletter issues already some people have found them useful right including yourself <laughs> yes your email saying that <laughs> uh that's the that's like a big thing for me because i think i have some stuff to share but due to covid you know because we're all in our own homes and away from each other yeah. i realized that uh, i it's it's best if i you know get it get the word out right if i can offer some opinion clarity uh, words of uh, comfort in this difficult times uh, so that's that's one thing i'm doing professionally i'm uh, you know uh, focused on uh, taking cloudal to the next level which is like uh, having a product being used by at least 10 enterprise customers before the year end uh, you know and us securing their multiple clouds multiple saas uh, this things and all kinds of users right whether they are cso's or uh, pp engineering ut platform or the sres and the devops people they have a better experience and a pleasurable experience of having visibility in their cloud and data security and uh, you know they are better equipped to handle security incidents uh, i got to uh, got to this understanding after you know a testimonial that we got from one of our current customers byjus where praz the person you know we work with closely or all the cool things we have done for them the automation and the transformation the one that really important for him and he uh, mentioned that was when covid struck and they suddenly became a remote team you know they never had intentions of being fully remote and suddenly like 100 plus engineers were remote they did not miss a beat no deployments got delayed no release got delayed and in a way all the documentation all the structure all the secure pipeline the secure cloud the monitoring meant that he slept better at night because otherwise he was saying this could have been the most stressful time for me ever but i was just peaceful and you know without stress knowing that uh, cloud is on the job and you know taking care of the security so for me that's really important now and that's what i'm working on right it's not just enough to have the technical answers but in this time and age uh, you know when this it's just difficult for everyone you know you could be a country recovering from uh, covid have all people vaccinated but what of uh, the vaccine you know the infection coming back or a variant or generally the world being such an uncertain place means that we need to work on you know hug ops and people being uh, taken care of Early we did that as part of our services and now we trying to do that as part of the product right so enhance the continuity that's okay. what i'm working on all right all right yeah thank you so much uh, for sharing that with us and yeah i really hope uh, you will have more companies reaching out uh, for cloudal and you will reach your 2000 subscribers uh, by end of july absolutely <laughs> <laughs> all right okay uh, so the next question what i want to ask uh, my, i mean i'm aware that you've been associated with null for a really long time but are there any other communities that you've been associated with or is there anything that you want to share about them that you really like oh yeah so uh, i actually started uh, i understood that what community means is when i used to hang around with uh, jace and keshav and others uh, during bar camp times in bangalore mm-hmm. like early 2005 or 2006 2007 times i think and uh, uh 
we bunch of us started a entrepreneurial community called headstart network foundation even though i don't participate in their day to day i am still part of the board so if they are like you know having a board meeting or something i like to go meet them uh, interact with them and uh, infosec girls uh, you know something that you started and is being continued by vandana and others uh, earlier it was like support around their website uh, both me and lubana were the you know people initially who set up the website uh, handed over to uh, you know when the new website had to come worked with vandana on that we were supporting them with like generally as token there and now as cloudal we are sponsoring some of their stuff and uh, you know our friend jayesh who's now decided never to come back from rajasthan ever because of covid it runs this um, cloud village in defcon and we are supporting that and uh, we also have plans to support some of the software uh, you know uh, that we use so i personally support wiki wikimedia foundation like i make a donation every 6 months they do a service for free and i utilize it fully <laughs> and for me that's a community that's a community i don't really participate in except being a consumer by just reading their stuff but uh, mm-hmm. i support it with my me and uh, we are using bunch of things in uh, cloud while building a product and realize that all that open source has made our job so much easier to get started right at least yeah. and not struggle so we have plans to support uh, the core committers of fast api and other places right other than that i'm not actively in any other community i'm also part of the um, the cyber security center of excellence government of karnataka uh, we are trying to create a training marketplace so i'm part of the you know initial team which is evaluating what kind of trainings and what kind of audience and what kind of uh, vendors will get come on board other than that i'm just like focused on building new things for cloud ah okay okay i wasn't aware of some of the things what you mentioned here uh, the uh, yeah, center of just don't do a good job of like <laughs> letting people <laughs> oh okay <laughs> something i have to improve yeah okay all right uh, so while you're doing all of these things and like you know motivating us on pretty much everyday basis at work and like talking to people mentoring them what has been your source of motivation that keeps you going so there are two answers to this one is that uh, i wanted to uh, be successful uh, primarily because uh, think of it was like uh, i don't know the english word but uh, zid <laughs> simply because my mom at one point uh, used to think that if you don't do an mba you can't do business and i was like no you can and uh, i think that may have been like a uh, an external motivator for me but generally once i started working started doing things i want to do a good job in the end i want people to like have a great experience and quality of life just because they are using the work i have done or you know company has done or product that we have built because i think that uh, great like products that give us joy and they are fun to use improve our quality of life right we have amazing shared experiences like that right whether it's like a gopro or the fact that we can take amazing photos uh, using our phones hardly you know we hardly use phones for like regular regular phone calls anymore right we do bunch of other things so yeah. it's like that right the great products uh, change behavior they and i want to be a part of that uh, also i want to do a space tech company at some point what that will be it could be as simple as i could be making like two space holders uh, for uh, people who go in space which will definitely happen in this century <laughs> i don't think i'll ever get a chance to go to space i'm always like old enough but if i can be involved in some part of that that would be awesome so my plan is to do cloudal you know uh, make a successful exit do another company and then uh, put all that money and capital and effort into doing a space tech thing uh, that's the professional answer i'll be absolutely honest with you and personally what motivates me is like what kind of values i want to leave for uh, uh, you know my family number 
because um, I talk about responsibility, I talk about leadership, I talk about gratitude, community, and all that, right? But if I'm not living that, then it wouldn't matter what all I say uh, or what all I've written. What I'll do is what uh, you know, Amber, uh, my son, will do and follow. Most likely, right? He could be smart enough not to, but uh, uh, that's my motivation for uh, working with people. You know, trying to be part of their success or when they're still brainstorming. I know you did a session with Chubham. Um, I don't know if he mentioned it, but uh, we did a lot of brainstorming before he started his company. I was like actively involved in like kind of working with him and trying to figure out what would really be awesome. And we stay in touch uh, once a week or something, just like talking about ideas around uh, how security companies do and what needs to be done, right? I do a regular call with Asim, the same thing. So all this motivates me, right? I want all of these people to succeed like nuts because they are amazing people who have amazing things to offer to the world, you know, once they succeed and more of their people will uh, find joy and uh, have a great quality life when any of these people do well. So that's the that's the motivation. Oh, that, that's a very interesting uh, take on this, uh, Akash. And I was not aware that you at one point wanted to start a space tech uh, company. <laughs> so I really hope that happens. The idea sounds really cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, you know, motivating all of us constantly. And uh, I'm glad to know that that what comes out of it gives you motivation to keep going. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. So, uh, I want to ask you la- one last thing. Uh, what is your advice to people starting out or people in the industry? You mean like security, right? Yes, yes, yes. Security industry. So technical advice, I actually gave a talk on this uh, recently, is like you need to be aware of public cloud. If you are in college, if you are already in the industry and you haven't done any of that, you are behind. Unfortunately, the rate of acceleration of change, or the rate of change you know, that's happening in this world is accelerating. It's like crazy. This world will look very different in like three to five years of time. And if you're not going to be embracing cloud, you will not be able to embrace a bunch of other things that come with that right so that's something you should pick up uh, as a technical thing i actually have a slide i can like maybe tweet later on yeah uh, i made a diagram on the things that people should like think of apart from that right there are certain skills that are evergreen right uh, being able to communicate well and in this day and age of social media of you know influencers having a brand that's yours whether you know it's like your website or a blog that you own or content that you create is uh, invaluable how you distribute it, whether you do it on you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that is separate. Right? That's like a technical detail. It needs to belong to you. It needs to be in a place where you know you can always claim ownership. You don't want to be in a place where suddenly the platform decides that they are going to deplatform you for some reason and there's no recourse. Right? You don't want to be in a position where you lose all that. Right? So you should build a brand. How do you build a brand? You have a voice. You have a unique voice. You may not have discovered it yet, but you need to get started. You need to practice getting it out there. Now, let's say you are an introvert like me so this is think of this is just like practice that you need to do day in and day out right and as a muscle it'll improve over time now you could be someone who's not interested in you know spreading the word not interested in like spreading their their thoughts outside because it opens up uh, opens you up for feedback from anyone criticism from anyone and you're not ready for that that's okay right then find your niche find your community where you can have a voice maybe it's an offline community uh, infosec girls uh, women infosec null oas head start anything 
everything i don't know you know there are so many communities you could have a community of yoga people right you could have a community of people who like to just get on zoom and drink right sometimes i'm part of that community but you know rarely but uh, it, whatever it is right be part of that uh, explore learn and do things and the most important thing that i've learned in my life right which i follow day in and day out is to have an action habit action habit means is like you do things in the real world you just don't think in your head and not do it okay because when you are in the action habit worlds change you build things you create things you influence people you impact people whenever it's just left in your head it does not become real for anyone anywhere right it doesn't even become real for you personally so these are the two three things i would say uh, to someone starting out or already in the industry yeah yeah you know what i remember uh, reading about this uh, being in action in one of your newsletters and also yeah. about the uh, personal brand with uh, where you had uh, mentioned to me and apurva when we started in physics girls right where you said that it's important that you have a website where people can go and check that you know what what physics girls is about and uh, what was the story behind it so i agree with you on that totally all right akash uh, thank you so much uh, for taking time to be the guest at this podcast I I know you have been like really busy uh, so i really appreciate you coming here and sharing your thoughts and your insights with us and your stories uh, thank you so much you're most welcome shruti there is one thing i i i, I was you know i was thinking I, i will tell everyone about me that i forgot so uh, during covid and since then i have become some somewhat of a you know fancy tea drinker uh, oh i've tried out like various teas and i have like the equipment for steeping stuff and measuring stuff and and all of that and the reason i'm saying this is like uh, i picked this up just randomly okay before that tea was like yeah just dip it in boiling water and it's done but it became like almost like you know a way to relax a way to kind of get a break where i'm focused on making tea the right way i have tried like some six different types of teas and i don't like anyone else making it because it has to be precise <laughs> and they taste divine but uh, just saying that you know something i had not done forever in my life and i just picked it up during lockdown thankfully tea stuff was being delivered by amazon uh, even during lockdown and uh, that's something i continue to do so so if i can pick up something brand new at my age right all you young people listening to this and uh, you know people who know shruti and all of that right you can pick up anything new and you can go with it and you will have success the way you want it and you'll do well and it'll give you it'll bring bring you like peace and joy in the end that's what we want in this uh, day and age thank you so yeah. much shruti for having me and this was amazing i loved it thank you thank you so much that was it for today listeners i hope you enjoyed listening to akash as much as i did in case you want to reach out to him you can find him on twitter by the handle makash his details are also available in the episode description so you can take a look there stay tuned for our next guest until then stay safe and stay at home